You've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. everyone and welcome back to the third edition of the surviving my past podcast Uh, my name is lyric and thank you so much for tuning in again i really really appreciate it Uh, as i said this is the third um episode in this new series that i'm starting here from my blog survivingmypast.net and uh this show is going to be a little bit different than the other two that i've done so far the first one uh if you have not listened to it yet i definitely encourage you to do so you can find the link on my site and of course on soundcloud by just searching uh surviving my past um, but the first one show was a bit of an intro to me, uh, what I'm about, what the blog's about, and the vision for where I hope this show will go in time. The second show ended up being a large, in large part due to some recent uh, revelations and problems with my mother that I just kind of started spouting off and out it came. So um, I appreciate you again thanking uh, her uh, for joining us. And uh, I have a special guest. This is the first time on the show where I'm doing a guest host here with me, or a, or a co-host, I guess you should say. Um, I connected with... This guy on Twitter, uh, he is in the Survivor community. Uh, we connected uh, maybe a couple of months back or so. Uh, I stumbled across one of his podcasts, and I started listening to it, and then we started following each other, and he and I uh, converse regularly on Twitter, and it's the first time we're doing a podcast together. So it is my great pleasure to introduce to you Wes, who was joining me, and uh, what's going on, man? Hey, how you been? I am doing all right here in the central PA region. It is a beautiful day out, or it was. Now it's getting dark, so. Well, yeah. Now we've still got sunlight out here in Arizona, and it was about 97 today. So we're it's still cool for our uh, by our standards. <laughs> so what is this whole like? Is that whole dry heat like? Is that a bunch of crap, or is that actually real down there? No, you know what? I've never lived anywhere else. I was born and raised in Phoenix, so I can honestly say that I don't know other than what others have told me, and uh, it is pretty dry. We do not have 92 degree weather with 97 percent humidity like you guys get back east. And uh, some of my family was from Ohio, and they explained to me uh, what it was like back there ad nauseum. So. <laughs> So I'm going to have to go with the dry heat. We've only got maybe two months of actual humidity here, and you guys wouldn't even notice it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, up here in, in June, July, and August, and even early September, it gets to be 95, 100, and it's like 90% humidity. It's just, right. it, it's unbearable. You walk out, and you feel like you need another shower before you even do anything outside. <laughs> I've just, heard that before, where people will, say, where people will say, you know, I just got out of the shower. I didn't even bother toweling off. There's no point. That's you know? exactly what, that, that's exactly the way it is. May is pretty good. April's nice as far as weather goes, at least temperature-wise. It's kind of rainy a lot, but man, once you hit June, July, and August, forget about it. It's just brutal out here so exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so excellent i am so glad to have you here so this is basically going to be wes and i just kind of chatting back and forth sharing a few stories um i'll probably go to safe route and issue a trigger warning even though we're not going to get into too much in-depth things uh, this is a, a podcast about uh mental health and surviving different types of uh issues in our past so just in case anybody feels triggered i will warn you uh now just to kind of be aware of that but uh, in any event so why don't we start out and you can tell everybody a little bit about who you are uh, about your show and just pretty much whatever you want to share man okay appreciate it well i got into i got into this in stages i guess you would say and it's only been probably the last four or five years that i really got 
you know, serious about, maybe I could do something, maybe I could. So it, it, it basically started out as an idea to do some audio fiction work, which I'm a, I'm a big fan of movies, I'm a big fan of books, and I like old radio dramas and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what, I want to do something in that vein. I've been like that all my life. I just never could figure out what to do. And this merged with uh, a real life incident when I when I decided that after 22 years of drinking my hind end off, I was going to get sober. And what I found out over the course of time was that I drank because of my anxiety. And then when I quit drinking, the process that I'm going through in my journey to sobriety is helping me with the original anxiety problem that caused me to self-medicate in the first place. So, um, like I say, I, 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 uh, I didn't spend a whole lot of time fleshing out what I was going to do. I just kind of jumped in and then I realized, Hey, I'm stalling here. <laughs> you know? And I, I basically, I, you know, I basically died the death of paralysis by analysis for four or five years. So, um, what what really got me into it, Lyric, I'm going to be serious. You are one of the, the first blogs in the survivor mental health community that I started checking out. And I was just so taken with your material that I said, I, there are so many people out there saying so many things that I can relate to that I said, I got to get on here. I got to jump on. I got to write. I got a blog. And, and then finally it was like, F that. I don't have time for that. I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, so that was, that was basically the catalyst of the whole thing is I, I kind of put fiction on the back burner, not really, but kind of. And, and I just kind of started launching into the whole podcasting when I started realizing, um, the people out there that are, that are interacting, uh, online who deal with PTSD, who deal with childhood traumas of multiple types, who, um, who deal with anxiety disorders, who deal with addiction and self-medication issues. There are so many similarities to all of us at a, at a deep down heart level that it just, it, it, a couple of times it's taken my breath away reading other people's stuff and you're at the top of that list. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, man. Thanks for that information. And thank you for the kind words. Yeah. I just, I tell you with me and my blog, like here's how it kind of went down and I'm not sure I even, I ever even wrote about this too much, but I was literally, I had, I come home from a session with my therapist several months ago and I was just like, you know, I need to do something to kind of take my mind off of my problems or kind of deal with life in between therapy sessions. Cause you know, you can't go every single day. I got, I got work and kids and everything else. So, right. I, so I, I needed an outlet. I'm like, you know, I mean, I used to run uh, other websites, you know, mostly sports related. And, you know, I used to write a lot of articles and I was, you know, fluent on Twitter and Facebook and social media and all that. And I'm like, I wonder if I can write about this whole survivor journey therapy thing that I'm doing here. I'm like, is anybody going to read this? Or And honestly, it started out for the first, <clears throat> excuse me, month or so. I was just using like one of those online journal sites, like a mm -hmm. private journal. And I, I would just come home and write. You know, a few hundred words here and there after work or after a session or just when I was bored. And I kind of started to really kind of get into it. I'm like, hey, I, I can do this. This is this makes me feel pretty good. And then I came home from a session one night and I was thinking, what else can I do? And I'm like, I should start a blog. And like literally within a couple hours of, of mulling around in my head, this was like two in the morning or something. I came downstairs and I had like this 
I had this this brain revelation or whatever of of a, of a domain of surviving my past. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. So mm. I went down online and I saw it was available. And of course, you know, I, I went ahead and purchased it, and I ended up getting the blog up and running in its preliminary form within a few hours after that. I just got so excited and kind of like you, I just kind of jumped in with both feet, and I'm kind of going along. You know, and, and kind of learning as I go and writing. And I think one of the things that I like about your your podcast and one of the things I'm trying to do with mine and some of the other blogs that you and I check out and talk about from time to time is that you know, we're guys doing this, man. And right. there, there are not that many guys who are willing to, to come out and talk about any type of past trauma or uh, substance abuse or whatever the case may be in your life. And... Uh, you know, I think it's good and it's important for 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 men and women to have a voice in this community and for more guys to not feel, you know, shamed and scared and fearful of getting ridiculed and minimized by our guy friends and all that. So, yeah, I, I love what you're doing, too, man. I really do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and you're you're absolutely right when it comes to the amount of people that will come out and talk about it openly. And 80 or 90% of those people that I've encountered just on a personal level, level no statistics involved, um, are always ladies, you know, and, and it's, it's socially acceptable for a woman to, um, and don't get mad at me, ladies, I'm just saying, it's socially acceptable for a woman to not be able to drive, to not be able to work, to not be able, you know, fill in whatever blank you want. And it's, it's one of those things you deal with. Uh, ladies deal with the, the postpartum depression thing, which which is an anxiety type uh, disorder as well, and they have just regular depression that's brought on by a lot of the same things that we're dealing with. And it's it's like, well, my my wife's a stay at home mom or something like that, and and they don't have to venture out. If a guy, and and this is just our our you know pull yourself up by your own bootstraps society that we live in. If a guy admits to those types of things. Um, there's quote unquote something wrong with us, and I think it's I think it's a big a big deal for guys to be able to step up and say uh, no no that's that's totally me because and and not to get too deep into this but when you when you start go, and you'll probably relate to this when you start going through a recovery from anything is what I call it on my podcast what you start recognizing is that is that you're you're very very similar to all of the people around you. And it starts to level the playing field a little bit in your mind where you're saying, okay, you know what? I'm not so much less than this guy that I admire or this guy that I work with or this dude who's my boss or whatever. And we kind of put these people on a pedestal. When you get into recovery and you start dealing with things at a deeper heart level than what we normally interact with as guys, you start realizing, man, this guy's got flaws. You know, this guy gets nervous when we do this. This guy gets really irritable. And I recognize that as kind of an anxious type thing. And you start realizing guys are just as afraid of X, whatever it might be, as we are. And in, and in some cases, you might be uh, weak in an area and I can come along beside you and say, all right, you know, if I recognize this, if you're open to talking about it, then I can help you with that aspect of it. And then when I am weakened or I run into something that I'm really not good at, then you come along and say, I'm pretty strong in this area. Let me help you. Guys do not do that enough. Yeah. You know what? You're, you're exactly right. And on, on, on almost all, on every one of those points, man. But I think the one thing that struck me is, um, you know, you're right in the fact that when you start speaking out and writing and podcasting, whatever you're doing, you find out 
how similar everybody is, whether it's whether it's men or women. And that's one of the things that has blown me away about listening to podcasts and reading blogs and, and you know, all this kind of thing is so many people feel, you know, struggle with the same types of things or e- even if it's a totally different struggle that I've never dealt with, they feel the same way that I do. Right. And I feel the same way that they do and we can all relate to each other in some platform regardless of how different our, our past may be. And you know, one of the things I struggled with initially was, and I wrote, I wrote about this a little while back, was at first I felt like I was on an island as a male survivor. I'm like, you know, you know, there's not that many books, there's not that many blogs, it's all, you know, and I'm like, you know, what am I doing here? I can't find anything to help me until I kind of opened my eyes a little bit and I was like, well, you know, just because something's not geared towards a guy doesn't mean it's not going to help me. So I started kind of broadening my vision and kind of pulling my head out of my ass, for lack of a better term. Right. And I started to realize that, you know, it, it's not about male and female survivors it's just about being survivors and everybody can help everybody everybody's got strengths weaknesses everybody can encourage each other everybody has good days and bad days like you know when we say we're on this together we actually really are and it's just amazing how similar we are in this journey so many people on twitter and facebook and you know commenting on blogs and podcasts they're all like i feel that way i know that this happened to me i remember that and i'm just like it it's validating if nothing else man it really is well and how many times have you read Someone that seems to, and they'll even they'll even say in their podcast or especially on their blog because I go back and read it three times to make sure I I'm not screwing it up and 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 I'll read something that to them that it seems like such an obscure emotion and and I know this is going to sound weird is how they always preface it and as soon as they type it you go holy crap that's me that's me to a to a T I'm yep. right down to that I mean it happens all the time right yeah oh it does so it, it, so, it really does. so so the more that happens, then you end up sitting there. And in my situation, I was like, I got to reach out to this person. You know, I got to reach out to this person and tell them they are not alone. And that became like a central theme. I think if you if you had to take all of my wordy words away and just say, all right, put it in a nutshell, I'd have to say none of us are alone. And we we if if you if you don't feel like reaching out, we'll probably reach in and grab you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it, yeah, it's just right, one of those. Right. Yeah, it's just one of those. Um, it, it's one of those. You know, in AA, they call it. A, they call it a fellowship. You know, it's people that come from that same background, and they get a little isolationist and go, "Wait a minute, you you have a problem with pills, or you have a problem with heroin." Now we don't want you in our group. I mean, we do not need to dissect that deep. I mean, sure, if you're going to see a professional. That's fine. But when when you're, you know, when you're sitting around in a community like this, whether it's online, in person, whatever, I think we ought to be able to share because we will we will find out over and over and over to no end what our similarities are. Yeah, you're exactly right. And and for so many people um, who either don't have insurance or live in a country where uh, counseling and therapy isn't isn't readily available for whatever reason. Um, I mean, online is pretty much all so many people have. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate to live where I live and have health insurance that I can see a therapist. But there's so many people that don't. And even in the middle, uh, in between my sessions, writing and blogging and this podcast now, and you know, listening to other people and and communicating is just incredibly helpful. And for for so many people that that have nothing they have no support system but what's online because they're abandoned by their family or the abuse happened by their family or their friends don't care or you know insert anything you want doing what we're doing what you're doing what I'm doing what every blogger every every 
Twitter person, every podcast or whatever is doing helps so many people. We, we just don't even know. I mean, it's, right. you know, I mean, yeah. you never know who's going to read a tweet or, or, you know, not leave a comment, but read something on your blog and, and maybe, right. you know, you saved their life that day or maybe you just help them have a better day. I mean, that to me means more than, than anything. And it helps me as much as it helps other people, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've told guys that I, and, and I work with guys that are, um, that are recovering mainly from substance abuse, but here's the thing. Every time you run into someone with a substance problem, 99 times out of 100, they have one of our issues, one of our specific issues that you and I have talked about on, on blogs before in our separate uh, shows, they, they have those same issues, and, and it's a suppression, it's a self-medication, and the thing of it is, is when you get the substance crap out of the way, which is, is nothing more than a coping mechanism, once you get that out of the way, you find what's really underneath, and you still have to work on that too, you know? So it's, 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 it's almost like saying, I'm going to clean this room, I'm going to get all the clutter out of the way, and I'll probably find out that there's one or two things in here that really need to be dealt with. And, and that's just kind of how I've, how I've looked at it over the last few years is there's always something underneath that comes out uh, in the wash, so to speak, when, when we start uh, cleaning that room, when we get sober and those kinds of things. Because there's plenty of people out there that, God love them, they have gone their whole lives dealing with uh, childhood traumas, dysfunctional homes, those kinds of things, bad marriages, whatever the case may be, um, <clears throat> and, and they haven't self-medicated. But then you'll find you'll find other people that they're going well. I, I have a bit of an eating disorder. I you know I overeat or whatever. So I think in the right set of circumstances, anybody can become addicted to anything, and that becomes that becomes the surface level stuff that needs to be moved out of the way so that they can deal with the real issues. And I, I struggle a lot with with okay, don't be judgmental. You know, be be cool. Just because a guy's putting on a tough, uh, I've got this facade doesn't mean that there's not, you know, still that little boy in there that's still that's still dealing with something that's 20, 30, 50 years old. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, you had you had so many good points on there when you were talking about the different layers and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, when you're going through recovery and whatnot. I mean, I never realized you know, how much of my past affected my life. I didn't realize that my childhood abuse affected me as an adult. I mean, I know that I suppressed it for over 30 years and now I'm like, good God, you know, my, you know, my self-esteem sucks because this happened and, you know, the bullying affected me this way and my, you know, my mother treating me the way she did affected me that way. And every time I kind of peel back one layer and start to work on it, there's something freaking else that comes up. And I'm like, eventually I'm going to get to the root of the problem, whatever the hell it is. But I know in the meantime, I have to kind of work one issue at a time. And it started out, you know, in therapy for me, dealing with being divorced and becoming an alcoholic for a while and trying to pick, you know, put my life back together and be a good father to my kids and, you know, you know, whatever. And then it morphed into recovering from the abuse. Now it's morphed into how I was treated as a child and invalidated my mother by my mother. So it's just, it's amazing how, how complex your trauma and your past can really be when you start to dive into it. And it can be scary as hell to, to try and work through. Absolutely. At the same time, I mean, I'm doing super, super scary, intimidating, frustrating, you name it, insert whatever you want. But I mean, suppressing it forever, like I did, and maybe like you did, I mean, it doesn't get you anywhere. And eventually it's going to come out. And when it does, man, is it a flurry of emotions or what? Right, exactly. And that's, that's exactly what I found too, is that if, you know, your, your, your psyche will only handle so much uh, 
garbage as far as trying to figure out, you know, try to sort out emotions and we just keep stuffing it down, especially as men. We keep stuffing it down, stuffing it down. If we don't deal with it properly, it will come out sideways. And that's when we get into situations of domestic abuse. That's when we get into the, you know, um, substance abuse and problems with kids and, and literally not being able to handle life. And yet we'll swear up and down that we've got it. You know, we've got it covered. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything you're saying is right on the money. And I, I think it's interesting that in each, you know, every few months you run up against this new boulder in the road. But it really is a path. I mean, as you're going down it, you got your four by four. You're as prepared as you can be. But you're going there and there's potholes all over the place. Some of them big, some of them small, some of them you just, you know, you, you're just stuck for a while. And um, uh I say trust the process. It's it's kind of a we hear that all the time out here. Coach Arians for the Cardinals is always saying to guys that that don't you know oh this isn't working or whatever. And the coach will go over there and look. I've been at this for 40 years. Trust the process. You know, and that's really what it comes down to is you are in a process either with professionals or a peer support group, which is basically what we're doing on Twitter with blogs and stuff like that is peer support. And as as you're doing it, you kind of have to say, well, look. Let me use what worked the last time and see if it worked this time. And and honestly, it will continue to to snowball in a good way instead of snowballing in a bad way, which we've already experienced numerous times, right? Oh yeah, and you're right. I mean, the whole the whole uh, this thing being a journey is exactly right. It's a journey. It's a path that twists and turns. It's not linear. There's potholes and boulders, and you know you're you're as prepared as you can get for every every situation. And something's going to come up that's just going to knock you back a couple of steps or cause you to pause or get stuck for a while. But you're right. I mean, when you when you stop and assess the problem and work through it as best you can, and you know it might take a long time to get through past every boulder or, or you know cross every you know canyon or whatever you want to call it. Sure. But um, you know as you continue to work on it, I mean. I start to feel just a little bit more empowered every time I I have a good day or there's a good therapy session or you know I put out a blog piece that makes me feel good. I mean it, any every little I'm learning to celebrate the small victories in like just such a huge way, man. It's just incredible. And I think if if we don't do that, um, you know, I mean we risk burning out, we risk getting stuck, being more depressed. So I'm learning how to celebrate victories along that path with all the boulders and potholes and everything else. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you bring up a really good point that I think everyone ought to rewind and listen to is victories. And you and I, all of us out there, we have a tendency to kind of grade our victories. Most of the time, those small victories, someone close to us or someone in our in our sphere has to point those out to us because we won't get off our own back long nope. enough to see small. Oh, you're victories. right, man. You're right. You know, and it, it, it just becomes one of those things where it's like, do you know what you just did today? And and would be like, yeah, you know, and we'll you said something on a podcast recently about you could I can't remember how you worded it, but it was you could minimize or downplay anything. Just give you a chance. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. <laughs> and when I when I listened to that last night, I'm going, you know what? He's talking about himself. He's talking about I can take any it in one sense, at least. Um, you can take any good thing that you accomplish and minimize it because that's what you've been groomed and trained to do. And, and it's, you know, there's a multitude of things out there that will cause us to, 
to curl up into our ball and, and, and stay there. And I think what we're all trying to say in this community is um, don't do that, you know, kind of dare to be different, you know, and those kinds of things. It all sounds cliche, but cliches usually get to be cliches for a reason, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you are exactly right. And yeah, I think I I am the world's biggest minimizer. I mean, anybody that gives me a compliment, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of nice, but I could have done this. I should have done that. wasn't that great. I did it before. So yeah, I'm learning. Celebrating victories is, is just such a big part I'm learning. And when somebody gives me a compliment, I'm learning to just take it and shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Just, just enjoy it. I mean, it sounds right. ridiculous, but it's true. But yeah, um, but yeah man, dude, this has been excellent. Uh, we're, we're starting to run out of time here. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online and your podcast and website and all that good stuff okay i'm in the process of putting it all in one spot and i think i've got that covered so it's at audiorising.com and uh there you'll find the blog you'll find the podcast you'll find the previews to the audio fiction i'm working on it's all there on one page uh shoot me an email uh audiorising.com at gmail uh, if there's anything you you know you want to talk about, you want to share, whatever the case may be, and listen to my partner in crime, Lyric. He's uh, go back and read his past posts. Stay up to date on his podcast. He's encouraging, and um, and he's just cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. And absolutely a, a huge shout out to you and, and the podcast you're doing. They're real. They're genuine. They're they're from the heart. You know, I'm trying to model mine um, after yours in many ways like that and just keep it real and honest and, you know, no BS. And this is me. And these are my struggles. And sometimes things are good and sometimes they suck. And that's just the way it is. But right. you're right. I mean, we keep going. We keep trying whether you write blog do poetry you exercise whatever your coping skill whatever your talents you have anything to help you heal um keep doing it don't ever give up i mean that's that's where i'm going is some days it is so unbelievably friggin' hard and other days it's maybe not quite so bad so i mean just i mean don't give up that's all I, that's all i can ever tell anybody and that's what i have to keep telling myself right exactly and, and you could not have said it better you could have started a podcast with just don't ever give up. And that would have been pretty much all you would need to say, whatever it is you need to do. And, you know, we need your voice. That's another reason why we don't want anybody to give up because we need your voice out in this. Yep, yep, you are exactly right. Whether you're male, female, it doesn't matter whether, you know, how old you are or whatever, that this this community needs everybody to speak up and tell their story and not be ashamed and not worry about um, anything other than than sharing and healing and helping and supporting each other. So, uh, Wes, yeah, Wes, thanks again. You are at Wes A nineteen sixty six on Twitter, right? That is correct. Yep, yep. So give him a follow. Check out his his blog and his podcast, AudioRising.com. And thanks everybody again for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, please again check out Wes's site. Uh, keep checking out mine, and we will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks again for listening to the Surviving My Past podcast, presented by survivingmypast.net, a therapy blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse. My story and my opinions are my own. I am not a mental health professional or a medical doctor, nor am I giving any such advice. I'm just a regular guy sharing my stories and hoping to inspire others to help raise awareness, heal together, and end the stigma. I encourage you to seek the help of a professional in regards to any mental or physical health matter. Feel free to contact me anytime via email at lyric at survivingmypast.net or on Twitter at survivingmypast. And be sure to head over to my website and subscribe to my email updates. Have a great day.